One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Miltite. This time, we drop in on a conference aimed at women in technology. In an early episode of the show, we talked about how few women work in technology and why. But for those women who are pursuing careers in tech, it can feel lonely out there. Relatively few women are out in public writing blog posts or op-eds about their subject or speaking at conferences. Lots of men are doing both. The truth is that women face a different judgment from the audience than men do. And a lot of women know that, and they're not necessarily eager to put themselves up on a stage where the first comment or the first thought amongst the audience is going to be, why are you even up there? What do you know? Coming up on The Broad Experience. Earlier this summer, I dropped in on a conference for women technologists. It was held in New York, and it was called Write, Speak, Code. The idea was to make women in tech who want to be a bit more visible in their industry comfortable with publishing pieces about what they do, speaking in public, and contributing more to open-source software. Rebecca Miller-Webster is a software developer, and it was her idea to put on this conference. She told me open-source software is a bit like Wikipedia, the online encyclopedia, in that anyone can contribute. In this case, they're contributing code. So why do so few women add anything to open-source projects? I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, I think the biggest one is that people find it very intimidating. You know, your code is in the open. People see it. They can comment on it. Um, so, so we're sort of trying to address a lot of that because, you know, at Right to Be Code, we believe that all of these women can speak and contribute to open source. So how do we get them to take those next steps? And I think obviously there are systemic reasons for why women are, don't participate more, but there's also personal reasons, you know, we're socialized not to sort of speak out, you know, as women in tech, we're already sort of an anomaly, and so you often don't want to completely draw attention to yourself and all of those sorts of things. And so we're trying to adjust those sort of more personal, emotional reasons. I also sat down with Chris Wu, a co-organizer of the conference. Chris is a journalist, a coder, and she founded the Hacks Hackers Group in New York, which gets web developers and journalists together. So could you just expand a little bit on why the women who do work in tech are not very visible? Because there are a lot of reasons. It's a little bit of a hard question to answer. You know, sometimes the conferences are looking for big names. And of course, the, you know, the big names tend to be people who are more senior in a company, which isn't necessarily a lot of women. Women on the whole don't make up a lot of the developer population period. And it's just a ratio thing is um, a big hurdle to overcome. That said, there's a lot of women who are working who are not necessarily like at the C level or at the director level, but know a lot. So the hard part then becomes finding them, just looking for them. So that's one thing. Another is... I'm going to need to pause and yeah, yeah, gather sure. my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's a really multifaceted beast. Yeah, it really is. Um, 
But another reason why um, you probably don't see a lot of women speakers is that women on the whole are not necessarily encouraged either. Well, they're not really encouraged to come and you know s stand up on stage, for example. Um, I mean, the truth is that women face a different judgment from um, from the audience than men do. And a lot of women know that, and they're not necessarily eager to put themselves up on a stage where the first comment or the first thought amongst the audience is going to be, why are you even up there? What do you know about you know, being an engineer or being a coder? Um, that doesn't happen everywhere, but there is sometimes that perception. And so there are women who just don't want to put themselves in that position. Um, the third thing is that there's plenty of women who are really, really smart, have a lot of experience, and totally, you know, they, they know their subject, but just are afraid of public speaking, just like everybody else. Usually they'll give you an example. Sometimes they'll ask for reviewers' notes, and this is usually where you have an opportunity to say, I think I should talk about this because I'm qualified, this topic is timely, things like that. So especially if you've never talked before, this can be a really good opportunity to sort of let the reviewer know what your motivations are, if you have, like, if you've given a talk at a local user group, stuff like that. I told Chris Wu that when it comes to talking or writing, it seems so much harder for women to put a stake in the ground regarding our beliefs, whatever we do for a living. That seems to be something that, in general, men are better at just kind of putting themselves out there and say, I think this, and they don't have any qualms about putting their opinion out there in the world, whereas women are much less, are much likely to sort of second guess ourselves and think, well, who am I to, to say that or do that? Yeah, for sure. And that's one of the things that we're helping these women overcome. And it's not just through the workshops, but you know, this morning, today is um, our speak day. Uh, it's about, all about public speaking. And we had a panel of uh, four women developers who you know, answered that very question. And they said, you know, honestly, like, men bluff it all the time, right? <laughs> and so as a woman, like, we kind of think of ourselves as, we, we tend to be more modest in our thinking. Yeah, and a bit more purist, like, I can't bluff it. Right. Yeah, who, who can't <laughs> bluff things? Right? Exactly, exactly. But th the truth is that what you need to know to give a talk or to write about something is, you know, just to assimilate the information and be confident about what you are talking about. You know, in the case of public speaking, they were saying, you know, even if it's something that you just learned, the fact that you now know it gives you the authority to then talk about it and explain it to other people. It sounds simple, but for a lot of us, uh, feeling like an expert on something was part of the journey that we were trying to get through at this conference. That's Amy Simone. She's a software developer at a tech startup in Orlando, Florida, who came up to New York for the conference. She says the instructors actually had the women practice stating that they were an expert in something out loud in front of the class. They had to say their name, what they did for a living, and then finally say what they were an expert in and why. It was hard for a lot of people to say that they were an expert in anything. And that, that was something that we had to say a few times with help from the instructors. So that that was what I think contributed most to my confidence level when I left. She is an expert in Ruby on Rails, a programming language, whether she likes it or not.
Part of the reason Amy came to write Speak Co was so she could get more involved in public speaking, although she'd already taken the plunge and spoken at a big Ruby on Rails conference earlier this year. So how did that feel? Oh, I was terrified. Afterwards, though, I, I felt like I was floating on a cloud. I was just so happy. Partially that it was over because <laughs> the the uh, couple of weeks leading up to it were pretty stressful. As they tend to be when any big event looms. She'd always thought, maybe I'll speak at a conference someday. Which, um, you know, someday is a dangerous phrase because it, it usually doesn't come, but... It was just very bizarre that it had actually happened and that I didn't trip and fall on my face and I remembered everything that I was going to say and some people even came up to me afterwards to talk to me. It was just, it was, it was really different. It was a really different experience being on the other side of the conference presentation. One she hopes to repeat with the skills and confidence she acquired during Write Speak Code. Finally, I asked Chris Wu about something that bugs a lot of women in technology, being spoken about specifically as women in technology. I mean, personally, I struggle with this a lot as well. You know, this, this notion of, okay, so you're a woman, you gotta like be out there and be an example and pave the path and all this other stuff. It's just, but why? <laughs> you know? um, because I, I do this because I like it, not because of my gender. Obviously, I recognize that I'm a woman, and other people do too, but I don't want them to think about it in the context of, oh, a woman did this, right, which somehow makes it weird and different. So I kind of do fall into that category of the women who, are, who work in technology who are just like, you know what, I'm, I'm normal. <laughs> this is what I do. Right, exactly. You know, like I, I just happen to do this, like focus on my work, not on the shape of my body or my gender. Um, but that said... Because I am, you know, I'm also a non-white person, right? I also understand the need and the historical importance of people who were not the norm putting themselves out there and taking whatever comes, what, you know, both the bad and the good. Chris Wu, who helped organize the Right Speak Code Conference. That's The Broad Experience for this time. You can comment on this episode at thebroadexperience.com or on the show's Facebook page. The Broad Experience is supported by the Mule Radio Syndicate, which hosts a whole collection of podcasts, including Here Be Monsters, Running From The Law, and Everything Sounds. This will be the last show for a few weeks. I'm taking a break to do some teaching and to work on gathering interviews for new shows. I'll see you in September. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.